Welcome to Progress and Work. I'm your host, Patrick Figures, and today we are doing a reading of a blog post that was published on August 26, 2020, titled, How to Be a Supportive Boss Without Burning Yourself Out. Anyone that manages others knows that it's easy to get spread too thin. As leaders, our compassion and desire to be great at what we do causes us to sacrifice our mental and emotional well-being in service to our employees. Employee problems become our problems, and over time, employees learn to delegate their issues up to us, leaving their struggles and questions at our feet and absolving themselves of the responsibility that comes from doing the hard, important work themselves. We as leaders normalize these unhealthy boundaries and soon we find that we've left little to no time for our own needs, our own responsibilities, our own priorities. You are no good to your employees burned out. An essential part of being a great leader is learning how to prioritize your well-being and setting appropriate boundaries for yourself. This means learning to support your employees without allowing yourself to fall into the trap of coddling them. You should not insulate your team from the healthy stress that comes from figuring things out on their own. By struggling and challenging themselves with their work, your employees are actually going to grow and evolve. And if you are truly committed to their long-term success, you have to be willing to look at the big picture and give up the immediate gratification of feeding them fish to gain the larger gratification of teaching them to fish. Being more intentional about your availability to your team will mean choosing not to get involved with employee concerns and struggles when you don't need to. It will mean instead answering employee questions with questions of your own. Instead of feeding employees the answers, you'll ask, what do you think the answer is here? Or, if I weren't here, what would you do? Through these questions, you'll go through the hard work the essential work of transforming yourself from a rescuer into a coach. You'll offer selective guidance without allowing employees to hand things off to you. The easiest way to start this transition is to develop a personal framework for deciding the kind of support your team needs when an issue comes up. And then after you have this framework, socializing this new mindset and practice with your entire team. So the first step, developing a framework for when you should be directly involved. Every leader should develop a mental framework for when they feel like their help is needed versus wanted. You need a clear picture of when to get directly involved and when your employees should be allowed to challenge themselves independently. And every leader is going to have a different standard for when to offer their time and assistance. What types of projects? That's up to you. What level of urgency? That's up to you. Your goal is to find a balance for yourself between being infinitely available and infinitely unavailable. You want to be available for the right kinds of support as determined by you with consideration to the feelings of your team. My framework 
for example, is if an employee A can reasonably be expected to accomplish the task independently, B has the necessary skills and training, and C won't irreparably harm a project or initiative if they get it wrong, then I'm comfortable challenging them to work without my direct involvement. Secondly, sharing the framework that you develop with your employees in a way they can understand. Having good boundaries are useless if no one follows or respects them. People cannot follow your great boundaries if they don't know about them. So after you develop your framework for where you're willing to support your employees, you have to take the time to talk with each employee about it individually, as a group, letting them know where you're coming from, and then you have to integrate it into your onboarding for all new employees. Frame this new approach as a way to ensure that employees are able to grow and develop into independent contributors. Let them know that by being more empowered, they'll need less oversight and that they'll have more independence. This perspective is going to minimize pushback and make your new tactic more meaningful to each member of your team. When you find yourself telling an employee that they need to struggle through something on their own, connect this discussion back to your framework, showing consistency, and remind the employee that you're wanting to challenge them so that they won't need to ask you for this kind of help in the future. And if you get pushback from an employee, you can always offer them the compromise of checking in with them after the task is complete to review the work with them one-on-one -on -one and offer feedback or coaching. As a quick aside, beware of any employees that seem to negatively overreact to this new process. Every team I've ever seen has at least one person that uses the stance of I'm helpless as an excuse to offload work onto their supervisor or leader. Some people who otherwise are perfectly independent in their personal lives find themselves to be completely codependent in their professional lives. These individuals may not be a great long-term fit on your team. By establishing healthier boundaries and a better support method, you will allow your employees to grow and challenge themselves while also giving yourself the energy to focus on your core priorities. You will have shown the courage to avoid the easier, more convenient path of constantly reacting to every small request. And instead, you'll offer your team the kind of leadership they really need that you really wanted when you were in their shoes. A belief that they have it in them to reach new heights if they would only trust in their own abilities and show a willingness to push themselves. Good luck out there.